shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.
uh, a, a greater clarity uh, of what flesh is. Um, let's open our Bibles there. Let's start from there, Genesis chapter 6. I won't take too, too much of your time. Uh, amen. Amen. Because I know our time is precious. But God is most precious. Amen. Amen. So we have to give unto God what belongs to God. <laughs> and give unto Caesar what belongs to Amen. Caesar. Amen. So we balance everything. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. I know right now some of you are thinking of your Caesar business already. That you have to go and do after you leave this place. You know, Caesar is everything that has to do with your earthly life. Again, that's what it means. The, the, the system of this world. And there's no way, if you, if you like, don't pay your taxes to Caesar. You won't, you won't survive. <laughs> and Jesus understood that. You know, Jesus, is, Jesus is the sense, in different dimensions, Jesus, was, Jesus can be very balanced. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't get me. Jesus can be very balanced. Right? The closer you get to him, he will be less balanced. He will be more all on God's side. Mm-hmm. The, when you really nitty-gritty disciples get close, when you are next to him. Amen. But when Jesus is talking and missed many brethren, he's also balanced. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do you know, actually, you can do without Caesar. You can trust God for living. Mm-hmm. But we are not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I say. <laughs> we are not there yet. We understand that. We appreciate that. Amen. Uh, and Jesus understood that. So Jesus said, give unto Caesar. In the world to come, do you think who, who is Caesar? In the world to come. In the world to come. There is no Caesar in the world to come. Yeah, but right now, Caesar is government, this world, the, the dues we have to pay, the necessary things we have to do. Amen. And when Jesus talks to the people, he knows how to give wisdom of how to live and balance. So he says, Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but and unto God what belongs to God. Now, if you are generally honest with yourself, you always find out that yourself giving more to Caesar mm-hmm. than what belongs to Caesar. If you really are honest with yourself, we give Caesar too much, man. Amen. Amen. You know, Caesar is part of the part of Caesar is those Netflix you watch. <laughs> yes. Because he didn't say that, he didn't, Jesus did not mention three things. He says, Give up to Caesar what there is Caesar, and then there is God. So, how do I mean? Caesar also has side effects. For example, if you were in California, Los Angeles, for example, you are a believer, there are believers who are also actors. And maybe you are a producer, and Netflix meets you to do a, a program. So, they have to do it well. That's their Caesar. Not so. That's their job. So they have to produce the show for you to watch. And they will get paid. So that's their Caesar. But you, you have done your own Caesar. You now go home and go and watch another man's Caesar. I <laughs> <laughs> say that. So you are doing double time, over time, of giving up to Caesar. Well, this one does not even belong to Caesar. Sorry, I don't know if I'm still making sense. <laughs> Amen. You have labored already. You have given to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. You have worked, you have earned your earnings. But then now, your spare time, which is now time to give to God what belongs to God, we now also donate it to the side effects of Caesar. Things that Caesar produces. I don't know if I'm communicating. For example now, my Caesar could be an IT guy, tech guy, 
who manufactures iPhones. Do you get me? That would be my sister, and I have to do it well, not so. I have to pay my dues, I have to work well. Now, when I produce the iPhone, and I now, Pastor Femi now buys the iPhone. Do you get me? And Pastor Femi is in church with the iPhone. Not so. Or in other places, wherever at home, with the iPhone. And then how many hours is he spending on the iPhone? I didn't want to use another person example, otherwise you think I'm giving them shots. <laughs> <laughs> so you now say that Pastor is spending three hours of his non-working time, non-scissor time on the iPhone that somebody else produced. Are you saying that? Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody once told me that, you know, and this was even in the milk dimension, a canal dimension. Now, why do you labor watching TV? Why don't you labor so that you can be on TV? Mm. Mm. I know, you see, it's for a canal dimension, right? So, why don't you work so that that person you are watching, you are the, you are the one on the TV? Amen? Rather than watching people on TV. Are you saying that? Now, some people who probably make all these programs, all these, they don't watch their own movie. It's you that watch it. <laughs> they don't watch their own movie. Now, sorry, let me do Jesus, balancing act. I'm not saying you should not now go and watch movies, though. Please, I beg you in the name of God, don't quote me. I'm not saying you should not go and watch your programs, but just be keeping it, let something be checking you every time you are spending too, too much time on it. Spending too much time on the internet. Spending too much time on your phones. You get I do you know why I, I go after those ones? Do you know why I go after it? I know that nobody here works more than 10 hours in a day. Maybe 12. And I know that after you finish working, you come home. Do you get me? You at least have two or three hours in the evening. But most times what we use those three or three hours to do is watch a movie. So you've already done your due diligence with Caesar. And now you waste the rest of your extra time on things that are not profitable. Now, I know I can't say you cannot watch anything. And I know that even after I've said all of this, you still can watch what you're watching anyways. <laughs> but I'm saying this just to put a, I want to, that thing is good. Let that thing be in your mind. Be feeling bad when you're watching too many movies. That's, you know that feeling that maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yes, it's good. Let it be there. That's what I want to put inside. Amen? So that you can adjust yourself. Amen. I honestly, I will kid you not. When you are able to, able to eat out those corruptible things that eat our time, you will have time for God. There's a reason why I attack those things. When you are able to eat out those things, you will have time for God. I know it. You will have time for God. Amen. Those things take the time that is for God. Amen. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Let it stay in your mind. Uh -huh. Next time you are binge watching. Mm. <laughs> oh, 
happened to you, you would adjust yourself. Remember what Pastor James said. Remember it. Are you remembering it? Remember it. Amen. So that next time you record it down. And then you will have time for God. You can't tell me that you don't have a message to listen to. Just message me. I'll message you back. <laughs> Do you get me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, 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 let's say, okay, you don't really feel like you can't really catch message right now. This worship session. You can just enjoy worship in his presence. Amen. This is true talk, right? This is serious talk. This this is help your atmosphere. Amen. Amen. They help your atmosphere. There is enough time for God. I'm not a mad person doing this thing. There is what? Enough time for God. Nobody will know that before I came here this morning, I I prayed for almost 90 minutes. Listen to like a short message, 45 minutes, this morning. Amen. Praise God. If you, if you zero in on excesses, you will find that there is enough time for God. Have I said something this morning? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's see. Genesis chapter 6. Praise God. Uh, and it came to pass, from verse 1, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. That's the key word. They chose. When God saw that, their choice. Amen. When God saw that, they began to choose for themselves. Not so. It's not that they should not marry or anything, but they should not like fine girl. No. The problem is that they chose. They chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh. So that was the last, it's almost like the last insignia that you are a flesh. But it's the root of all flesh. When a man begins to choose for himself. Praise God. Um, let's connect these scriptures. Let's, let's open a few scriptures. A few scriptures and then we'll just connect all of them. So there's that point. Let's see. I want us to see Romans chapter 8. Then we'll go to Isaiah 26 as well. Praise God. From verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. Also, who walk so walking? Those are your ways, your choices. Is it you know if I if I want to go left or right, it's my decision. 
who walk not after the flesh. Praise God. But after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not, back again, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Now, they now, so they just, they just summarized it. Now they want, to, they want to narrow into the problem. Amen. They want to narrow it into the problem. Let's see it. For they that are after the flesh do what? Mind. Mind. The things that are of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Mind is what you commit yourself to. Yes, sir. I kid you not, if you commit yourself to the things of the spirit, the spirit and the world, before you know it, you begin to develop exercise of judgment. Yes, sir. That is like, like your father. Yes, yes. Ah, Jesus, some things just go for that. God, no, no. <laughs> do this. <laughs> and I said, I will not take your time. I, I still promise. The promise is still standing. Amen. But sometimes when they open things like this, I say, ah, God, why, why, why? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Please, God, let's, uh, let's obey. Let's do some justice. Amen. Let's see Hebrews chapter. Hebrews chapter 5. Amen. Let's see Hebrews chapter 5. We'll come back to Romans chapter 8. Um, take further journey. Hebrews chapter 5, 14. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, I just want to come quickly and go, honestly. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> uh, from verse 13, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the world of righteousness, for he is a babe. For strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use. Look at the key word. I just I want to bring us up. Reason of what? Use. Reason of use. What are they using? Meat. They are using meat. What is meat? Righteousness. The word of God. The word of righteousness. Which is it? You know, I read verse 13 first. For whosoever useth milk is unskillful in meat. Unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. So, but this, and this is why many people run away from meat. Meat is like the labor of Christianity. Meat is the dimension of Christianity where you will say it is God who walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Meat is the dimension of Christianity where you say, uh, uh, what say uh, it is with much tribulation we enter the kingdom. Meat is the dimension of Christianity where you say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Meat is the dimension of Christianity where you will say that after you are saved by grace, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, then 10, you will now say, for you are God's workmanship. It is a walk. Meat is the dimension of Christianity where they walk in you. You can't play it aside. Why? Because you have to reason of use. Then you have to do exercise. 
Amen. Meaning you have to sit down and learn and then do. That is meat. So I can understand why many people don't like meat. And so some of the ways, some of the wisdoms people use to run away from meat. Ah no, it's not that deep. Once we are born again now. <laughs> that we are saved by grace, not of works, unless any man should boast. <laughs> read on. I just say read on. Just read on. <laughs> Finding excuses to escape work. Meat is the work of God. What did I say? Meat is the work of God. Two, two ladies were hanging around Jesus trying to work for him. You get me? Trying to offer service, work for him. One did what most of us we do, what we would like to do. God, just tell me what to do. Let me go and do it. Don't disturb me. I don't like this learning thing. But you see, evangelism, well, yeah, let's go and start knocking on doors. It's easier to go and knock on doors than to sit down and learn. Yes, yes. Yes. The other one realized that the work that this man like is not, you know, sorry, it's not a bad. <laughs> and okra soup, well made. Hmm. You get me with fish inside. That and pokoto. Maybe I'll be feeling by. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. So she decided that there's another route to walk for this man. In the physical, it looks so simple. But why don't many people, we don't do it? It's because actually it's, it's tedious for the mind. Amen. What's, what's the problem with it? It's tedious for the mind. She went to sit down at his feet and was hearing what he was saying. Do you know what she was doing was more difficult than what I was doing? Some people say, what do you mean? Oh, no, it's just sit down and listen. No, no, no. You can sit down by my feet and you're not listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> there is an exercise of members to listen to me. She was actually doing more work. And, and why, it was, why her work was more difficult than Martha's work? Martha's work was work that everybody she's done. They've exercised it before. She knows you know, what to put in the soup, what to put in the pot. What to package and everything. Just like it's work. The process is work. But Mary's work is foreign. You know, we don't like one nature of man. We don't like new things. We don't like change. What was Mary sitting down here? She was hearing something that she did not know before. Excuse me. That's why we don't like school. We are right. But, but you know what? What keeps us in school is the loss of when you graduate, the money you make. Ah, Oshie. If not for that loss, you will not go to school. Yes. You won't go to school. Very honest. You know, uh, the people that like school, what they call them? Geeks. Nobody likes them. Oh, you're so extra. I remember you just this girl. That, ah, what is small, small size girl. See the her bag. She'll be the first person in school in the morning. Everybody will leave her, she'll still be there. Say, oh, it's too much. What are, you, what are you trying to do in life? All the professors love her. In every, when they want to do summer students, she's the first person they will, they will get. 
the old class internal secret news. <laughs> you get me? And how many, how many people love group work in university? Yeah. When they put that kind of person in your group, hey! The world has ended. Every, everybody will know that because you will make put everybody to tax. You know, you know, like, you know, some of us just like to just be, let's just hang out in that level. He gets me. But when you now put a group, you now put such a person there, hey, trouble has come everywhere. Should we create WhatsApp group? I mean, disturbing you. <laughs> she will be on your neck because she wants to get in. Everybody else is not interested. How <laughs> I many people love group work? Group work is not the most annoying ever. <laughs> Amen. Only there are two extremes. There's that extreme. There's the other extreme that the person does not want to do anything at all, and they don't care. You like that? Tell the professor what's their business, and everybody knows they are wasting their time. So we just you just assume that you if there are four people, just assume that there are three people on this project that you are already shorthanded. So we get. <laughs> Yes, the person will still get a score. Oh, that's how they do it here, man. It's tough. Very annoying. That's the, that's, the, that's the worst part of it. Very annoying. The person will still get a score. Praise God. Yeah, like, I like me too. You get to just balance. Just get your B, B plus. Let's be going, please. You get... <laughs> I used to be, I used to be very, I used to be a terrible skimmer, actually. If I see that maybe man doing too well in one class, I used to calendar my life because I used to work, pay my own school fees, everything, you know, also, as they call it. So I used to calendar, organize my life to the T. If I'm getting A in one class, I reduce my study time in that class. So that was too no. <laughs> We're going for. <laughs> we know our target. Because what I always found is that, because now I used to work like almost 24 hours a week, a lot. So what I always found is that if I'm getting A in one class, there is a very high likelihood that I'm getting seen in another class. And when I do the averages, you know when you skim the team, I do the averages, one A plus one C minus is still a lesser grade than two Bs. So you just use wisdom. <laughs> so I did all those mathematics and I want to I just you know find myself in the right place. Praise God. God has, God has helped me. I want to be excellent now. In everlasting life, though. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, are we saying that the work of righteousness is actually a work? Amen. A work that you need to commit yourself to. Am I complicating? That you need to Commit yourself to. Why commit yourself to? Because you need to mind it. Yes, sir. You get me? What do you need to do? You need to mind it. It's not a side dish. It's not a side course. You actually need to mind it. I kid you not, those who grow the most and watch it over the years are those who mind it more. Amen. You get me? Are those who mind it more? In this realm, this is the work of Christianity. God will not be mocked, no, so God is not. Uh, God is not. He's not partial, right? As you sow, you reap. 
All those things are lost in the spirit. Now, that girl we were complaining about, she was the best student in the whole class. Hands down. A, 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 A plus A. <laughs> and nobody can complain. <laughs> nobody can always say, oh no, oh no, it's a lie. We know it. Can we be the best at the things of God? It's not competition between you and somebody else for you. Can you be the best of the things of God for you in your walk with God, in your walk with life, in your walk with everlasting life, in the walk in eternal life? Can you be the best at it? Praise God. And not because all your sisters, your brothers are doing well in it. Because you want to excel in it. This thing is life, is real. I say is what? Is life and is real. Let me tell you, and I lie not, God is as real to me as you are seated here. I want to explain something to you, and this is some, it's some thoughts, you know, during the prayers that I know some of us do in the mornings. Thoughts birthed out of those prayers. This morning, the Lord was showing me how, as I was praying, we were just praying, and the Lord was showing me things. The Lord was showing me how the soul of man is the intermediary between the spirit world, where God is a spirit. Do you get me? And the physical world. God was showing me how just as your soul can be so sensitive in the physical world, your ears, your eyes, your senses. You know, physically, your eyes is like the door to your soul. That's why people don't like to look at each other's eyes. Because it's something that's like a life inside that eyes. Do you get me? That's why sometimes you do your life face like this. Because the eyes is like the door to the soul, your living soul. And the soul is your heart and your mind. And that soul has physical senses. Most of us, our soul is more attuned with the physical life than with the spiritual. The Bible says the first Adam was made a living soul. What's the second Adam made? Do you know what that means? It's not only about his spiritual. His soul also became a quickening spirit. God quickened his soul. That he has to give it a new name. Not just a living soul. He's an Adam. So Adam, talking about soul dimension, soul realm, he became a quickening spirit in his soul. God was showing me how that by this word of righteousness, I used to they can exercise your senses. These are now spiritual soul senses. Just like you grew up on earth and then exercised your, your senses in your physical environment. Do you get me? Growing up, wherever we grew up in, you will see that as you develop, you get develop street sense, environmental sense. Or when you first move to Canada, many mistakes. But after you spend more years in Canada, what happens? You become smarter of the environment. 
Am I, am I, not, am I lying? Some of us now can drive now. In this, if, if you ever dreamt about it, <laughs> in this place, all the lights and all the, all the, how many signs? When you need to go to do it, it's class seven. All those signs, you, oh my God. You'll be thinking maybe driving in Nigeria is easier. It's not easier, but <laughs> when you see all the stop signs, stop this yield, you know, many of us, how many times have we failed that exam? Begin to confess your sins. Begin to confess your sins. <laughs> Amen. I remember, I think I asked some of you, I asked some of you how to travel out of town. Just finally, <laughs> pass the exam. Now maybe it's this admit that is causing the trouble. <laughs> is not more alert because of the training, because of the knowledge. Just like your physical senses can be alerted by training in the flesh, so your spiritual senses of the same soul can be alert, alerted by training in the spirit, minding the things of the spirit, of the world and of the spirit. So some people, uh, oh, physical, they are more attuned with the physical, but they hear things about God, they are liking it. But the reason why you are hearing all those things about God, they want to sensitize you into the spiritual world is just as real. I kid you not. Oh my God. It's a very real world. I think I was saying a prayer when just like, you know how so, Al, what is going on in Ukraine? How they are bombing Ukraine? In the spirit, God can be bombing evil spirits. Do you get me? God can be, can be detonating. It's not a Bible. Revelation chapter 6. He shook the stars of the heaven fell. He's in the spirit, in the, in the world, in the spiritual world. And if you are alive to that world, you know what's going on. You know that things are falling. And your soul can be attuned to that world. How? This Hebrews chapter 5 14. But strong meat belonging to them that are full age, even those who by reason of use have their what? Senses. This is not your physical eyes. Hear me. This is not your ears. Do you get me? Who have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. How should I confirm it to you that it's not, not through physical senses? I need to confirm it to you. Are you ready? Let's see Azar chapter 11. Azar chapter 11. Amen. Amen. And they shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. And a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. And the spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And shall make him of quick understanding in what? In the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. He shall not judge after.
after the sight of his eyes. Amen. He shall not judge, meaning after the physical alertness of his soul. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. Neither reprove, that's judge again, after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove the egg with equity for the meek of the earth. It means he has another senses that he's using to judge. He's not judging on what he's seeing right now physically. He has another senses. There's another exercising that he has been exercised by that is alive to another world of exercise that he uses to judge. Are you with me, somebody? This is real. I don't know if this is as, this is real. I'm seeing it as I'm talking it. Amen. I pray for your sight to see in the name of Jesus. Oh, it will make all the difference in the world, man. When you see for yourself, nobody needs to be begging you. Come and exercise your sense. Come and hear what Mary Mary ministry is better than Matter Ministry. You already know it. You know, as the SOC was saying. That we need a revelation. Sometimes there are songs you already know, but you need a revelation of it for you to carry it out. When you have a revelation of it, you will be able to carry it out effortlessly with grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. And now, no one will be shouting, shouting, come for meeting, come and hear what. No one will need to shout anything because you are seeing it. Is this not Jesus? If this is how Jesus judges, when you when you grow up like him, or should grow up like him, how would you judge? You mean you should not judge based on what you see on CNN or BBC, or what your friends are doing, or what is the latest development technology? Mm-mm. It means that nothing in this world should be moving you to make decisions. I.e., those Genesis boys, they saw the daughters of men were fair. Physical senses. That's the see, flesh. But the Lord wants to help you through the word of righteousness to have your senses what? Exercised. Why? For judging. For judgment. How do I know? Then when your senses are accessed, what would you do? You will now be able to discern. Oh my God. You will now begin. What's that judgment? You will now be able to discern between what? Good and evil. So, excuse me, what are you doing since? <laughs> Amen? What have you been doing since? Some people think that they have judgment. They've been doing things since. What have you been doing since? It means that since you've been calling evil good and good evil, and you won't know. Not so. For he that uses milk is on what? In what? Uh huh. To discern what is both good and what? Can I try and help just a little bit to explain this thing? To explain this thing. 
about 6,000 BC in the days of Moses. <laughs> Amen. When Balak and Balak has conspired to bring them into idolatry through the daughters of Moab. What was the counsel of God? What was good? What was God's good at that hour? God's good was to raise up finance. Who remember the story? Finance? Finance, right? What did he do? He killed those Israelites who had gone to idolatry or blasphemy. What, was, what would you call that? Good. You know, physically, they may call it evil. But even when you descend, okay, no what's happened, that's good. Now, fast forward about two or two thousand, two thousand, twenty five hundred years after that, there was a new boy called Jesus on town that everybody was believing on. Some people were believing in his name. Think about it, to be honest. Is that not blasphemy? Imagine if I come to you. I now sit like this. Hear me, sir. I'm very ready to think about James. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> I now come to say, you start casting out demons in my name. First, laugh me first. Just first. <laughs> and then we can. <laughs> then we can have another conversation. You get me? Amen? But is it, Pastor James, oh, now everybody start casting out demons in my name. In the name of James. Well, in fact, what would some of you do? You first leave. Not only that, some people will not take it upon themselves to stop it, to end the thing. That we need to galvanize to break this blasphemy. Similar to how finance galvanized to break the blasphemy of the children of Israel going to the daughters of Moab and idolatry. Am I complicating? So, why, why did I say all of that? One boy called Saul. Somebody says Saul of Tarsus. That's exactly what he was trying to do. He thought he was doing good. <laughs> I don't know if I'm complicated. He thought he was what? Let me help God like Fina so I'll have a place to eradicate this blasphemy, this idolatry. How can you worship a man? Is that not idolatry? Are you seeing the mind? What's the time? Are you seeing that? There is a way that seems right unto a man. Are you seeing it? The same attitude of finance to fight for Israel and clear out the dirt. That's the same attitude Saul of Tarsus had. He was a learned man, a Pharisee. He thought he was fighting for God. He was 100% convinced. Satan has convinced him. Satan has converted him. Now, somebody will ask me, how do I now know the difference? You need to go through the senses of exercise. What an action that was good 2,000 years ago. Do you get me? may not be good today. This is high judgment. Praise God. I'll have to balance that. 
<laughs> Amen. But you get me. Amen. The zeal that Phineas had is the same zeal that Saul of Tarsus had. Not so. But why was Saul wrong? He had no, he was not able to discern between good and evil. He was what? Unable to what? Discern between good and evil. Many of us don't know how to discern yet between good and evil. The reason for the world is to develop your senses of discernment so that when God is speaking, you can discern. Amen. He took the Lord Jesus to arrest Saul himself. It means if Jesus did not do that Damascus miracle, call it Damascus miracle. <laughs> Amen. What that Saul ended up as? One of the an antichrist. That's what he would have ended up as. An antichrist who thought he was doing, who thought he was fighting for God. Am I communicating? Are we being blessed? Are we now seeing clearly the reason of use, the reason for the labor of righteousness? I kid you not. If you love God, you will submit to righteousness. Do you get me? You will submit to his ways. Why? Because if you truly love God, you don't want to harm him. Also, you don't want to do him evil. And if you don't go through the exercise of judging, what will happen is that you'll be doing him evil and you will not know. You'll be doing him sincere evil. <laughs> also, Saul of Tarsus was doing God what? Sincere evil. Very sincere. That's why God, at least when God saw the sincerity, God had to visit him. When God sees your sincerity, God can visit you. Some people, they do evil. <laughs> no? <laughs> that is the, that's who they are. That is a different walking. But there are many who, out of ignorance, do evil. So again, Thinking they are doing the right thing. Out of what? Ignorance. Are you seeing why Satan wants to keep you in ignorance? That even when you are feeling you are loving God, no matter how it does, that one will not matter. As long as you are in ignorance, you can still do God evil. So darkness thrives in ignorance. Satan reigns in 
ignorance, ignoring God. And that ignoring God is ignoring his knowledge. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So what the Lord was showing me this morning was that as all our life, our soul has learned how to be sensitive in the physical world. In fact, there are some old souls here who are too sensitive in the physical world. That's why you can't forgive. That's why, that's why yeah, if you are too sensitive, you get in the physical world, every little thing will be misinterpreted. So the rearrangement of righteousness is to rearrange our sensitivity, turn it from the emphasis of the physical world and make you sensitive regarding the things of God. That's the reason for this school, for all this training, this work, this labor. is to increase your sensitivity to the things of God. Praise God. So God will show me how important the soul is. The soul is the only body that can operate in the physical world and operate in the spiritual world. And operate fully. It's the only member. Do you get me? Your spirit can't operate in this physical world. Do you know that? The only thing your spirit can do is tell your heart, your soul, what God wants you to do. In this physical world. And most times we quench it. <laughs> Shut up there. See your voice, very small, small, still voice. Only see how the loud, all the loudspeaker that's yelling at me in this world. Huh? Learning to be led by the Spirit. Just think about it like this. You see this mic I'm holding? You see that speaker? That speaker is your soul. This mic is your spirit. Disconnect the mic from the speaker. What will happen? You will barely be hearing me. But do you know what happens most of the time? It's actually disconnected. The, speak, the mic is saying one thing. The speaker is saying another thing. Imagine I'm saying, Pastor Femi, and the speaker is telling you, F.A., F.A. I say, Pastor Femi, speaker is saying, F.A., F.A. Who would you listen to? Speaker. Speaker, because it's louder. Is that not? Are you seeing the problem? I will not forget your voice. In the midst of your the noise, the noise is in your soul. In your heart, in your mind. Noises. And those noises are louder than the voice. So what if you really want to make the thing seamless of hearing God? Correct that speaker. That speaker is faulty. That's the problem. The mic, your spirit is never the problem. He who is joined with the Lord is what? One spirit. Everything your spirit says is what God is saying. But that speaker is bad. Also, maybe that's why Uncle Sam helps us buy this speaker. You get me? That speaker. <laughs> that speaker was bad. <laughs> so we have to buy a new speaker, new creation. 
renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created it. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. And that speaker, not only is it bad, it is loud. It is so loud, oh my God. Problem. Is loud. Then what begins to correct the speakers? When you commit your senses, do you know what developed the speakers in this world that made it loud in this world? You were developing your senses only in this physical world. That's why it became loud. All the noises of the physical world trapped into your soul. Now, let me, I kid you not, in life, any, you know, it's nothing, anything you give yourself to eventually attaches to your soul. Yes, sir. Yes. It will keep speaking. It will keep speaking. It will keep speaking. So if, imagine some people, you know some people are so into cars. I never had that problem. So it used to shock me. People will be talking about cars. The S-Class and the V this, and the Nissan this, this, and the Nissan did that, and the this one did this. And I'll be wondering, what's, what's the problem? <laughs> it is, you know, maybe some people are into cars more. The thing now becomes louder. Me, I don't used to even care about car. But until I now bought my own brand new car. That did not help. You know, I, that was, that was, I don't know. It did help one voice. All of a sudden, I used to start paying attention to cars. Well, I look, at my noise is not still as high as some people's noises. <laughs> Be my wife. <laughs> Be of you. The end of you, that's another the nickname for it. Amen. <laughs> oh, and some people, I know, some people's noises are so loud in that dimension. Where's the one people could just be a certain fine voice? I remember, I think one show, I know one show was not good. Oh yeah, the Grace Anatomy. He gave him a slang. What was it? McDreamy. McDreamy. It's like giving me it's like giving me my slang at the end. Amen. But also, you know, there's that concept, there's that thing. You get me? And it is loud. So when God's choice comes, what will happen? The noise will be loud. Are you saying that? So don't joke with this world. This God knows this world is dangerous. God knows it's not just, oh, you're just playing with it. No. The thing is adding something to you. It's adding to you. And it's going to add noise. Praise the name of the Lord. I think we are doing something today. Praise God. Amen. Now, the end of my story is this. The proper arrangement of God, you get me, is that there is God in the spirit world. 
There is your soul that is disengaged from the physical world and almost 100% engaged in the spiritual world. That is eternal salvation. Essentially, how it works is that, let's act this movie. Oh yeah, F.A. Carl, F.K. Carl, Toluca. And this work can be 10 years. 
For some people, God will grant you speed. Amen. It will be five years. So for people, it's, it's 40 years. <laughs> Thank you. You better be Not at all. Last, last. So, all while these two are communicating, this rascal here is doing whatever she wants. <laughs> Take off her church. I said, Take off her church. Your pastor will first knock you. Be behaving yourself. Don't worry. You are a work in progress. Be behaving yourself in this dimension. You get me? <laughs> in the meantime, Praise God. So are you seeing how God controls? Because FK now is FA. Or everything FA wants. Like a, a twin of FA. A product of FA. Because anything she would do is only what FA was saying. Now, before she was misunderstanding and then doing some other things. But now the, thing, the relationship is now pure. God speaks. God instructs. I test and approve quickly and then I do. And who is the doer? From FK to Tolu. Are you seeing how God can reign in the physical world? Yes, sir. Please clap for them, clap for them. Thank you so much. He would, he would, he would. He would. When they are coming up, eternal life, L would. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you have a question? IB has okay, go ahead. Yes. 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 So that body is worked on. You get me? That was a simplistic, right? But that body, so for example, another one I can use it is 100% percentages, right? So every time your soul is communicating with God, and that, let me, let's not mix that up. That is mostly hearing word, reading your Bible. Remember, I talked about the soul needs to, FK needs to develop. The soul needs to develop well. Do you get me? And can be hearing God, but sometimes you're making mistakes. Uh, but the soul needs to develop. But every time your soul is having those expressions of relationship and development, the body is very affected. Yes. You get me? But the end product is that the body is 100% affected. Right now, maybe some of us is 5%. Loading. Let me say loading. Is <laughs> what? Is loading. For some people, it's 25%. For some others, it's 35%, 55%. That 55% is big. If that one, you start feeling like we're in everlasting life. You get it? <laughs> but what is God's intention? When you move, oh my God, oh, scripture just came to my heart. In Him, we what? We live, we, we move, we, have 
and have our being. That is the fullness of it. In him we live. Life starts from the spirit. Movement begins in your soul. Then have our being. It means when you are walking, God is walking. Why? Because there is no more interference. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you seeing how God wants to dominate the earth? It's not magic. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you are the earth, it's you. You are the one that's the earth. Who would allow him to have his real expression? You will influence. It's not as well. I think I mentioned in that scenario about authority. That your authority can be so much that your authority can affect the place. Right? Your authority can affect others. That is how God reigns. If God can get one vessel, you get. If God can get one vessel, you will see that authority will permeate His environment. Then, when that authority permeates the environment, another vessel has been gotten. Are you seeing how the, of His of His kingdom and government, of the increase of His kingdom and government, there shall be no end. Is by salvation work of the soul. So that God can talk to your spirit. But that spirit, your spirit is pretty much what God is saying. God can talk to your soul. When God begins to talk to your soul and your soul has nothing of itself, that soul has also become a quickening spirit. Are you saying immediately, while he is yet speaking, what are you doing? You are doing. Is that not a quickening spirit? It's called quick understanding. In the fear of the Lord, you are quick because work has been done. Your members have been worked on. Your members have been exercised. Am I communicating? Praise the name of the Lord. So I was all not thinking after the morning prayers. I was now thinking that really, you see this. Water bottle. Huh? After I finish drinking the water in this water bottle, what do you do with the bottle? Excuse me. Huh? Recycle it. So without the water in this bottle, what's wrong with the bottle? What's, what's, what use is the bottle for? Huh? For nothing. The best you can do is recycle it and put water in it again. We are like the bottle. We are a vessel. We should be vessels unto honor. You are just a vessel. The water that should be in this vessel is righteousness. And from there, God can control the vessel. So when you have this vessel, this is the physical world. This, I say the vessel that righteousness has filled, God is controlling in his physical world. What has landed in the physical world? The presence of God. Are you seeing that? The dominion of God has landed in the physical world. You are a container of God. A vessel of God. That's God's intent. You begin to have effect on your environment. The same way in time past, your environment was having effect on you. 
now you will now be having effect on your environment. This is what I'm teaching today is what they call the kingdom of God. I don't know if anybody has any questions so I can round up. I, I, I know some of the things are deep and I feel like if, if you want to talk to any of us, you want to talk to me after the service, I can take the time out. This is very, maybe you should listen to this message again. If you have questions, please, let's, let's iron it out. Amen. Am I communicating? I don't want us to live here maybe with the wrong understanding of what I have said. Do you get me? Or not seeing it in the right way, in the proper light. Amen. So if there's questions, they are, they are questioning something, and you need answers, please talk to me. Let's work it out. Because this is life. Am I communicating? This is life. This is how God rules. God is a spirit. The Bible says, for God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. I say spirit and truth. That's the waters. Truth is the waters. Spirit is the controller. In spirit and truth. God is spirit. So you will never see God physically. Do you get me? So he now did a prototype called who? Jesus. Jesus is the prototype of what God is expecting of all of us. Am I communicating? Jesus is a what? Prototype of what God is expecting of what? Can I prove it to you? Let's see First John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. The first prototype of the roundup. First John chapter 2. Amen. I hope it's no is anybody celebrating birthday this coming week that we don't know of. We want to we want to capture everybody. We want to show our love to you. Amen. You can uh, please let Finny know. Amen. First John, I said, first John chapter one. First John, oh, first John chapter two. Verse 6. I'll start from verse, I'll come verse 5. Amen. First John chapter 2, I'll start from verse 5. But whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily, you see that? Whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse 6. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as who walked. So who is Jesus? The prototype of man. The God kind of man. The God kind of man who God controls. Lo, I have come as it is written of me in the volume of the books to do thy will, O God. The God, so that is that volume of the books are the waters. Amen. And then is controlled by God. Lord, I've come, it's written of me in the world to do thy will, O God. That is the prototype of man. A man who is controlled by God. A vessel who is 100%, not 50%, 100% controlled by God. 
that all manners of your existence, of your influence on your physical world, is a God influence. Is a God-inspired influence. Is a God dominion. Are you seeing God's dominion? Are you seeing the dominion of the King? Kingdom. The dominion of the King. He expresses through your members, through your vessels. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think we've done some work today. And the earlier verse, verse five, told you that is whosoever keepeth his word, his word is the preparation. For where the love of God will be perfected. God cannot perfect his love in a vessel who is not a keeper of his word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Can we appreciate God? We've taken time. Let's appreciate God this afternoon. Let's thank him. Let's bless his holy name. Thank you for the labor of today. Thank you for how you've blessed us. Father, we are all of you. We celebrate you. We celebrate you over today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for everything. Thank you for blessing us. You will have dominion over us. You will have dominion over our members. You will control us. You will rule over us, my Father. You will control us. You will have dominion over us. Oh, my Father, we will be like that vision you just showed to me. Where we are sensitive, we are exercised in the Spirit. Bovum by the water. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.